0: Hello, this is Sam and Joel from the end of the episode.
1: Please don't listen to this episode without watching the film.
0: You have been warned. Trust us. Did you ever see those clickbait lists online? They're usually titled 101 Films You Have to See Before You Die. They pop up every once in a while. But tell the truth, how many have you actually seen?
1: These movies are so ingrained in the fabric of modern pop culture through references and homages that you'd be forgiven for thinking that you'd actually seen them.
0: So why not join me, Sam, a self-confessed cinephile who currently works in the film and television industry and even went to university to study film and TV. The only issue is, I've not seen many films.
1: And me, Joel, a man who likes films a lot but is constantly described by his friends as overly anal and picky. But I'll let you decide.
0: Each week, we will break down and review a different film, from cult classics to what many describe as cinematic masterpieces.
1: Do these films deserve the legacy they've been given, or are they just overrated, bloated rubbish? Let's find out, as this week we discuss Whiplash.
0: This is 1001 Movies We Have Not Seen. Whiplash the 2014 film directed by Damien Chazelle. I know I'm going to start this one, Joel. Did you know? Chazelle wrote this film initially in frustration while trying to get his musical La La Land off the ground.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: But then adapted his script into an 18-minute short film released in 2013, also called Whiplash. The short received acclaim after debuting at the 2013 Sundance Film Festival which attracted investors to produce the full-length version of the film.
1: I have no idea about that.
0: Yeah, um, I watched it after I watched the film. I went back and watched the, the short. The short is basically just a scene from the movie um, that they then reshot for the movie, and I will discuss it when we get to it.
1: Oh, very nice, very nice.
0: I think let's go straight into the plot.
1: Andrew Needman is a first-year student and jazz drummer at the prestigious Schaefer Conservatory in New York City hoping one day to leave a legacy like that of his childhood idol jazz drummer buddy rich Terence Fletcher the conductor of the Schaefer Conservatory studio band recruits him to play in the studio ensemble as an alternative for the core drummer Carl Tanner Andrew quickly discovers that Fletcher is relentlessly strict, emotionally manipulative, and abusive to his students. He slaps and berates Andrew when he fails to keep tempo during the ensemble's rehearsal of Hank Levi's titular piece, Whiplash. So, an awful lot happens in this first section.
0: Yes, lots it's... of lots of establishing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, Andrew Neiman, we see him as already like pretty pretty dedicated to his craft
0: he so you, to you, me looks like he can drum
1: yeah yeah he's practicing late he's trying to get trying to get noticed so he is looking for recognition and to push himself further i think that's it's interesting to like set up his character first as somebody who wants to be pushed And then we get to meet the pusher in Fletcher. J.K. Simmons is unbelievable in this.
0: Unbelievably amazing in this film. Good God.
1: And I think he plays an abusive character. And he manages to play it in a way in which it's not just stereotypical.
0: I flipped between hating this character and respecting this character many, many times during this film because I couldn't read him. I was like a character in this film. It was amazing how hyper-focused I became on this film and was sucked into this world.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. When you watch this film, you watch you like I watched it in pretty much silence yep I have
0: never in my life watched a film like I've watched this film um I because I I wasn't I put my hands up I wasn't really sure about it Mm. up until the I'll meet you at 6am part yeah and then he leaves him in the room and something clicked in my brain and I became transfixed and I realised how deep this character was, and I just thought, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> suddenly, I went, I can't wait for the rest of this film now.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting. As we meet Fletcher as a character, already he's quite... You know that like sort of old man contrary? Where he's just like, well, why did you stop playing? And it's, And like... Andrew Neiman's already like, ooh, uh, should I be playing? Should I not be playing? And that discomfort runs throughout this film.
0: He loves to play but a it mind It doesn't.
1: Day. It doesn't. It makes the audience uncomfortable. But like, not in a taxi driver way. I'm uncomfortable watching this. So I'm kind of on the edge of my seat. Even though I think it's brilliant because I'm on the edge of my seat. Even though there's nothing. There's no explosions. There's nothing dramatic happening particularly it's edge of the seat all from character acting and it are oh, so good
0: it is and i think i know how to describe this it's like cringeworthy it's mm. filling me with like second anxiety for the character because i can sort of imagine myself in that place and that sort of spiral where you're just trying to impress but everything you do is a little bit wrong and it just spirals and spirals. You just want to tell these people to just stop because stopping is better than what they're currently doing. That is how I feel these characters act with each other. Like, Fletcher is like, just stop. But Newman, is just he's just trying to impress, trying to impress, but by trying to impress, he's making more mistakes and just isn't stopping and thinking about the situation. And I'm cringing for him.
1: Uh, it's... It's interesting you so so that's really interesting. So you watched it more from Newman's point of view, whereas I think I watched it more from Fletcher's point of view.
0: Oh, interesting! Yeah, I did because... because I couldn't read Fletcher and was sort of Well, I mean, the film follows Newman, so I yeah, was I know I was I know, hooked but I just... on the Newman.
1: I I just find Fletcher just so engaging. And I thought it was really interesting. Straight away, Neiman kind of shows weakness to Fletcher. And Fletcher latches onto that. He, he mm. sees the work ethic. So Fletcher walks in, sees the work ethic. He goes, okay, this guy has, has potential. This could be my new project. Um, and straight away, Neiman, Neiman wants to impress Fletcher. Fletcher has this position of power. An authority, and that's what Fletcher flexes. And that's, I think, what Fletcher enjoys. He likes being powerful. He likes being in charge.
0: Yeah, Fletcher is a toxic, toxic character. He loves the power that he has, and he can assert on to other characters, because he's almost like this mythical beast in the film, like mm. as it leads up, like Everyone wants to impress this Fletcher, but no one can read this Fletcher and no one really knows. So when he like walks into another teacher's classroom, it just goes silent. The teacher just like submits, Fletcher takes over, and he's like, Yep, you're good enough, you're coming with me And then when he during that when he first recruits Newman into that first jazz practice and he, he's out in the hallway with him and he's just been a little bit friendly with him just like oh tell me about your family and he's sort of pulling him in i didn't believe that for a second i thought this is going to backfire big time and then almost instantly you see it everything newman like confided in fletcher fletcher uses to berate him and bully him and pick on him in front and just like dehumanize him in front of the rest of the band and it is awful to watch
1: Oh, it's such a good bit. And I think it's really interesting you mentioned that bit because that bit, I, I sort of reround and watched it twice. Mm. That whole section, the am I dragging, am I rushing section. And it yeah, really does start with Fletcher picking him up, bringing him up, giving him, having somebody who he really respects, who he fears, try and emotionally connect with him. I thought it was interesting that you said like he used all those things. I, he didn't, but I think some of those questions were still very pointed and around control. I thought the really interesting one that stood out to me was when he asked about uh, Neiman's parents and said, oh, are your parents musicians? Are, are they in the, the industry? And Neiman saying no... There's little facial twitches and stuff, which is J.K. Simmons' ultimate performance, um, that clicked for Terrence, uh, for Fletcher, who, I think that that kind of si- signals to Fletcher. Oh, okay, so he he doesn't have any role models apart from Buddy Rich and other like drummers he doesn't know, and me.
0: Yeah, I got I got the impression from that question is he was trying to figure out if there's any nepotism there. He's trying to figure out if this is something that Newman has been pushed towards his entire life, or if this is, like, his own passion. And I think if Newman had turned around and said, yeah, my parents are quite well-established musicians, then I don't think Fletcher would have taken him under his wing. I think he'd have gone, "Get, get out of my class, sort of thing. I think he was fishing there to find out how committed is neiman like is this something he's doing to impress his family or is this something he's doing for himself because this is a genuine passion of his.
1: and then we get on to the am i rushing am i dragging scene and wow what an intro to, to a character i mean we're still in the introduction really i think introducing to fletcher he is emotionally manipulative and he is Physically abusive, and it just straight away, and it's it's just this wild situation that he's sort of created where he can get away with it.
0: It's a little bit gaslighty, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's because very he, gaslighty.
0: He he starts off like and he's like, "Yeah, we're going to give the kid a go," and that's like, "Oh, that's really positive and nice of him." But no one and else responds. No, no one else, else responds because they all know what's coming. Yeah. Everyone has probably been through this. You you believe that literally every other person in this band has gone through this. Like, and he plays and Newman stops and he goes, oh, it's, it's not my, quite my tempo. It's fine. We'll go again. And it's like, and it just gets worse and gets worse. And then there's a switch. And all of a sudden he's the most abusive, awful human being in the world.
1: I really strongly feel this was always the aim for Fletcher. It was planned out. It was, I'm going to bring him up and bring him down. Because, I mean, I played drums for quite a long time. Uh, My timing's not master level jazz band timing. I don't think he was rushing or dragging. And I think he's saying that's not my time. And he constantly moves the... Moves the boundaries. He's constantly changing his time. Like, Neiman doesn't have a chance.
0: I'm glad you've brought this up. And I'm glad that you've brought up that you're a drummer. Because I've written here, are you rushing or dragging? Am I supposed to be hearing a difference?
1: I can tell. Maybe there is. Slight difference. Again, I've, I've never been professional. Um, but I can hear it.
0: I feel that it just made my anxiety worse because i was like i don't know what i'm listening for and i was it was one of those where it was like does neiman know what he's listening for because it the film doesn't make it super clear because of the pressure that he's under and fletcher is not making it clear and he's just berating him and i was it was such an anxiety watch for me i mean i loved it but I loved it because I hated it, if that makes sense. It Mm. conjured up such feelings in me. I could not turn away. I was... Oh. It was brilliant, though. Absolutely brilliant.
1: This isn't a drumming movie. This isn't a movie about drums. You could swap the drums in this for any instrument or dance or art. Uh, This is a character movie about an abusive relationship and the pursuit of perfection yes um, absolutely i believe it's drums because the director plays drums and he, he did, had a yeah. teacher like this
0: he yeah it's, ba- it's based on one of his teachers who died in like 2003 and it's that i think the frustration of trying to write another script and get it off sort of conjured up these feelings from back when he was learning how to play drums and I think just brought it all back and he wrote it all down basically. So the sh- the short film is basically from the moment the other band members walk into this rehearsal scene right up until the end of the am I rushing, am I dragging uh... scene. That is the 18 minutes basically and it shows what a long scene this is. Yeah. But God is it good. And gave me real feelings of the I've abandoned my boy scene in their world of blood. Really sort of gave me that
1: feeling. And it it did that for a long time.
0: (laughs) Quite a long time. And it was brilliant.
1: I think, yeah, any less quality in this could have been, yeah, real, really dodgy. But confidence from the director, from the writer, from the actors to really, really lean into this long scene and commit to it because they know it's brilliant. Which it is.
0: I mean, very glad you brought that up. Because did you know, Joel? Uh, Chazelle gave J.K. Simmons the direction. I want you to take it past what you think the normal limit would be. Mm. So he's like, I he he told him, I don't want to see a human being on screen anymore. I want to see a monster, a gargoyle, an animal. And so Many of the band members that you see in this scene are real musicians and music mm-hmm. students. And Chazelle tried to capture their expressions of fear and anxiety because they just didn't know what Simmons was going to do.
1: Oh, I so love, I, I yeah. love stuff like that, yeah.
0: Chazelle uh, said that between <laughs> takes, Simmons was the sweetest human being he can be. Yeah. Um, which it's, he credits. It's hot and, hot and cold, isn't it? Hot and well? cold. But it means he didn't method act. Yeah, He did the opposite of Daniel Day-Lewis and he wasn't a nightmare to work with. But yeah, that, I'm the nicest human being in the scene, he's an awful human being. Oh my God, suddenly the anxiety that I'm feeling and reading from these characters, I think is 100% accurate.
1: Yeah. Determined to impress Fletcher, Andrew intensifies his drum practising. After their first set at a jazz competition, Andrew misplaces Tanner's sheet music. Since Tanner cannot play without the sheets, Andrew replaces him for the next set. After a successful performance of Whiplash, Fletcher promotes Andrew to the core drummer. However, Andrew is taken aback when Fletcher abruptly gives the position to Ryan Connolly, a drummer of a lower-level ensemble within Schaefer. Because of his single-mindedness towards music, Andrew's relationship with his family deteriorates and he breaks up with his girlfriend Nicole to focus on his ambitions. After a gruelling five-hour practice session with Tanner and Connolly on Caravan, Andrew earns back the court position.
0: This film is great at showing time progression. Mm. Whether it's through subtitles or dialogue. Like, constantly as characters going, like, I hope you're better at this than you were a month ago. Because there's a lot of montages of Neiman practicing the drums... And his hands being covered in blood and ice in his hands. Like, his literal blood, sweat, and tears going into this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, I think I want to take this section by section. So that, the show, to begin with. The misplacing of the sheet music. I I love that little mystery in there. Because it doesn't make sense. He no. did just put it on the chair, and it did just go missing.
0: I was shocked that it wasn't revealed that it was Fletcher. Or
1: I think it was Fletcher.
0: It must have been. It must but have I was, been Fletcher. I was shocked that we didn't get
1: a reveal of that. I thought it might have been Tanner, but then Tanner's reaction was so extreme.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and the fear it... in Tanner's... Eyes, because I know there's an actor playing at Tanner, but Tanner is not an actor.
0: No, and it's, it's weird because you can think into it on different levels, but it doesn't make sense that Tanner would do it because there isn't a reveal. If it was revealed that Tanner did it to try and get Neiman sort of kicked out of the band, that would have worked, but there is never a reveal that reveals what happened to the folder.
1: I think there is a little clue in that Fletcher is weirdly calm, which is weird and makes you even more uncomfortable and lays all the blame on Tanner, which is strange. But that's building up into this unpredictable character. And then Tanner does say, you know that I can't... It's a medical condition. You know I can't do this. When... Fletcher says, "Well, you got to go up anyway." That that's what makes me think Fletcher did it.
0: Yeah, but then Fletcher is a calm character. It's Fletcher starts yeah, true. off; he uses it, sh- it, he? it's all using. He's not gonna freak out about this because he knows he can play mind games. Like it's bizarre character. And it's, it's always like, how can I turn this into a life lesson, almost? How yeah. can I turn this into a really toxic <laughs> yeah. life lesson, gaslight these characters and children, basically? Mm. It, it's not healthy what he's doing, but then it gets results. And it's a struggle uh. I really, really had with this film. <laughs> because I'm watching it going, I was gaslit by this character.
1: I think we need to shelf that for now and talk to, talk about that at the very end. Because that is the big conundrum of this film.
0: Yeah, but it is, it's a struggle that's happening with me all throughout this film. I don't. Like, almost <laughs> scene to scene, I was flipping between the two.
1: So then Andrew's promoted up. And as soon as he's promoted up, more manipulation by Fletcher. So I think always, always when you're progressing and you're going after perfection, and with all of these, like in every sport, in every musical situation, dance, art, the fear of somebody taking your place is always there.
0: And it's the fear that someone who isn't as good as you is going to take it, someone who hasn't earned it. Exactly. Exactly. Fletcher brings in this other drummer who we know isn't as good as Neiman. Mm -hmm. And Fletcher knows isn't as good as Neiman because he was there in that beginning part of the scene when Neiman was brought from his first class. Um, Fletcher tested the first drummer and he wasn't good. But it's almost like Fletcher knew he was going to do this all along to try and get results. He's like, oh, well, I I, I gave him the sheet music yesterday. So he's had almost a whole day to practice it. And he's just sprung it on Neiman. And it is awful to watch. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. There are a few bits in here that I, I didn't like um, as a drummer. A lot of the drumming they do here, is with this, like, sort of five-hour practice session of trying to get faster and faster and faster, you will only get slower. You're at your fastest when you're freshest, and they all tense up and try and really hit it as hard as they can and stuff. When uh, the trick to going fast is to be really, really relaxed. So this whole section was really good, uh, but I had a little bit of a take out the scene from that because I was kind of thinking wow this is ridiculous
0: I mean that's really it's a really interesting angle the fact that I haven't got a rhythmic bone in my body and (laughs) couldn't remotely play drums and yet you can play drums and so you can give insight like this because I didn't get that impression at all I mean I got the impression that they weren't doing it right and they were getting tired it was just a point where I just felt that Fletcher was moving the goalpost moving the goalpost yeah yeah because i I mean it goes back to my other point, am I meant to be hearing a difference? All three of these drummers sounded the same every time they were doing this drum
1: this section and- they I could hear that they were slipping behind they'd keep to the they'd keep to the time. the timing was ridiculous, like ridiculously fast. you don't need they didn't need to play caravan that fast uh, for some reason, Fletcher wanted them to play it faster than the sheet music, um which was weird. But it is um, it is a competition. He's just putting them against each other. And he's trying to break down barriers. And we do see this whole section is about Andrew going a bit... I mean, mad is an extreme. I think if it was a worse movie, he would start hallucinating Buddy Rich or something. Or go a bit mad, but this it is. Just Andrew's descend into madness. This section, he breaks up with his girlfriend, he's awful to his family, and it is him going a bit, a bit psycho, a bit mad from it's... the abuse and from the pursuit of perfection and pursuit of being great.
0: Yeah, he- that's the nail on the head there his pursuit of his dream is becoming more of a nightmare isn't it it's starting to impact parts of his life that it should never impact because this film does a fairly good job of showing you that neiman's quite close to his dad who raised him from birth because he doesn't know who his mum is um and that they meet up once a week and it i think it if i had to cut anything out of this film It's the girlfriend. Yeah. And I I understand that it's there to show how the drumming comes first and its impacting his relationship with his family and friends. But she seems out of place. And I feel that the pushing her away scene would have had more of an impact if it was the dad. If we'd have seen him pushing his dad away, someone who we've been... I think
1: I'm going to disagree. I think the girlfriend is showing how he's living his emotions through drumming and through music. And when he's on a high and has confidence from getting into the getting into the band and stuff like that, then he asks her out. When he starts to dip, he gets rid of her in a sense. But I think she's more of a metaphor for his own psyche and how grounded he is.
0: Yeah, I can see it. I just personally feel it would have been better if he'd pushed his dad away and you'd have seen him.
1: Do uh, you know out. what I mean? ...be more he willing did. to. See... <laughs>
0: he did, but it was well, it, it. It wasn't a as lot brutal. of yeah, a lot of valuable screen time was taken on the girlfriend, mm. and I I think I would have appreciated it more if he'd have pushed away the person who believes him in the most, and that's his dad. Yeah, and it would have really sort of tugged at the heartstrings that.
1: On the way to the next competition, Andrew's bus breaks down. He rents a car, but arrives late and forgets his sticks at the rental office. After convincing an impatient Fletcher to wait for him, Andrew races back and retrieves them, but is hit by a truck on the way back. Andrew crawls from the wreckage and then runs to the theatre, arriving just as the ensemble enters the stage. Heavily injured, he struggles to play caravan, and Fletcher halts the performance to dismiss him from the band. Enraged, Andrew attacks Fletcher on stage, but is pulled away by security and expelled from Schaefer.
0: Oh, what a good bit of the film this is!
1: Excellent. Oh. Excellent, excellent. It, it's
0: about as realistic as a unicorn, but God, is it good in the context of this film? It's
1: good. How so? What do, you, what do you mean? How so? It, I'm interested. Well,
0: so he rents the car yeah you you've got this perfect system of oh the you, you have to be there early it like fletcher makes this clear make mm-hmm. sure they're early so he gets on the bus oh the bus tire breaks down you go oh that's inconvenient i've been there Do you know what i mean i've been on a bus so he rents the car and the car place is closed no it's not the car place is open oh no he's forgotten his he sticks it's like this perfect descent of things going wrong See, but I, then I... They, they established that it takes nine minutes to drive from the car rental place mm. to the theatre so he drives, he gets there they talk for a bit, he's like well you've not got your sticks, oh well you're going to be on in five minutes oh well it's alright, I'll drive back and somewhere the drive there gets the sticks and gets majority back in less than five minutes
1: Mm. Oh yeah, the timings, yeah. I've the timing's
0: slight, slightly off where I was just I going, didn't, didn't you could really have given it that. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you could have given it a little bit more time and it still would have been tense. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. The him getting hit by a truck and then crawling out and just... Ah,
1: see, that's what I was thought you were questioning. No, but I it's... sort of believe
0: that. He survived. Totally it relatively. I totally believe that.
1: He's, he's... Everything's getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And yeah, I think it was it was... Yeah, bound to happen. It, it, bound yeah, to happen. It, he was speeding, he was...
0: On the phone, it's yeah. just... Oh, I mean, that's all brilliant. And I it, think they could have messed it's... him up a little bit more, personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh, and he just gets on stage caked in blood. And, like, Fletcher doesn't stop him. Yeah. Fletcher's like, Bleh. see what happens well, here. Fletcher's, he Fletcher's... knows he's going to fail.
1: Fletcher's just like well if he can do it then good.
0: Yeah and it was I was 50-50 on if he was going to do it or not. Yeah. Um, and then it's that cringy, it comes back, the anxiety where he starts messing up and he, but he won't quit and he's, it's getting worse and worse and he drops the stick and then you just get the impression that everyone else has stopped and Fletcher's just stood over him and he's like leave. Mm. Brilliant. Brilliant scene. Um, did you know, Joel, Go on. this film was shot in 20 days?
1: It was low budget as well, wasn't it? That,
0: well, 3.3 3 million they made it for. And Chazelle was involved in a serious car accident in the third week of shooting and was hospitalised with possible concussion, but returned to set the next day to finish the film on time. Jeez. Talk about art imitating life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Chazelle managed to do it. He didn't fail, like Neiman.
1: Mm. You know, when a story comes together so well, yeah, everything's been heading this way. It's been heading to disaster, and Andrew's been getting... He's descended and descended and descended into madness into this, this culmination. I think it's brilliant. I think it's a brilliant way to go into the... Th- third act of the film having actually halted Andrew's madness which you know when you it gives you wonderful mixed emotions because you're gutted for him but you're also happy for him because he's out of this abusive situation but his dreams are dead but he's not getting abused anymore and it is massive mixed emotions
0: it's literally nearly killed him. And yeah. it's that bittersweet, isn't it? It's at this point I wrote down in my notes Is this the best film I have ever seen? Question mark. Because I was so invested in it. It's amazing.
1: Really, really good film. At his father's request, Andrew meets a lawyer representing the parents of Sean Casey, a former student of Fletcher's. He learns that Casey hanged himself. Due to depression and anxiety caused by Fletcher's abuse, Casey's parents want Fletcher held accountable, and Andrew agrees to testify anonymously, leading Schaefer to terminate Fletcher. Andrew subsequently abandons drumming.
0: So, this is seeded quite well a little bit earlier in the film, isn't it? Yes where you you see Fletcher get a phone call, Newman is angry and goes into his office quite shortly after the phone call and you see that he's affected by something. And then a little bit later on, we learn that one of his previous students, who had done quite well in his life, in sort of, was playing at Carney Hall, which I think is quite a prestigious music venue in, in New York. Um, but you yeah, you learn that he's died and it you see that it has affected Fletcher he shows some genuine Mm. sort of emotion and cries a little bit in front of this class like he's showing that he's vulnerable but it, it goes towards that sort of emotional manipulation that he does doesn't he and you fully believe that this is probably not the only student that he's done it to and this is a recurring issue
1: yeah yeah, and I, I, I think it's sort of the rule, rule follower in me is just like yes, no. Fletcher yeah. does need to be stopped.
0: Absolutely, should be held accountable. It's yeah, it's this is really where my brain went oh, but then it gets results oh no, but it's really toxic and awful oh, but and, and I was fully conflicted, almost mm. a little bit like Neiman in this scene. And then eventually he's just so defeated by it, he just says, tell me what you want me to say. Just tell me what you want and I'll do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So months later, Andrew encounters Fletcher playing piano at a jazz club. Over a drink, Fletcher admits his teaching methods were harsh, but argues that they were necessary to motivate his students to become successful. Citing Charlie Parker's rise to fame as an example. He invites Andrew to perform with his band at the JVC Jazz Festival, assuring him that the songs will be the same ones played by studio band. Andrew hesitantly accepts. Andrew invites Nicole to the performance, but finds out she is in a new relationship. On stage at the JVC, before the first piece, Fletcher reveals that he knows Andrew testified against him. As revenge, Fletcher leads the band into a song Andrew does not know, and does not have the sheet music to. After a disastrous performance, Andrew walks off stage humiliated, but returns to cut off Fletcher's introduction to the next piece by playing the intro to Caravan. Cueing the band himself, initially angered, Fletcher resumes conducting. As the piece finishes, Andrew continues into an extended, unexpected solo. Impressed, Fletcher nods in approval before cueing the finale. End of movie. This ending is brilliant. because it 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 is an ending it is the ending of the film and it is a conclusion but it is an ending on a question it is not an ending on an answer usually that leaves me really frustrated but in this instance I'm I'm glad that the movie didn't tell me the answer for myself and this is the most unhappy happy ending I've ever it, seen.
0: It, yeah. It's... Uh, I've proved myself. But at what cost? Exactly. Um, and Because he slipped right back into it.
1: And I'm so sad for Neiman. That yeah. He's, that he's still after Fletcher's approval. The manipulation I mean, is still there. It hasn't been broken.
0: It's done its job.
1: And like Fletcher in this scene. Oh god, it enrages er- me. He looks smug. It's the sm- I it's wrote
0: the smirk. The smirk just in the corner of his mouth says it all. Doesn't it? It's he's nothing he can do can break this character. He's a victim and he's been manipulated and it is exactly what Fletcher wanted. He's won. Fletcher has won here. Yeah. Neiman's lost. Fletcher's won.
1: But Neiman's also going to have a lovely career now. But at what cost?
0: At what cost? Because the other student had a lovely career. Exactly, and, and then it all himself. got too much. Yeah. It is. It's a rare film where the villain, Fletcher, he's a has won. The the bad guy has won and got what he wanted, basically. But he doesn't see it as a bad thing. He sees everything he's done. It he validates everything he has done up to this point. And even and will,
1: even when his student commits suicide and kills himself, he, Fletcher doesn't question himself for a second.
0: No, he goes, "Oh, he was he was so good. He was doing everything so well. He doesn't he doesn't blame himself for the suicide. No, no, he, at if all. anything,
1: he gets worse after that. Yeah,
0: he he would if anything. Find another reason to blame it on. He's not the issue, it's a little bit sociopathic. Oh, but yeah, he's a, like
1: he's a narcissist yeah. and he's a sociopath.
0: I'm not the issue here, something else must be. Yeah, everything I'm doing is to make you a better person. As a drummer, go on. What did you think of the drums, like the drumming sections?
1: Oh, yeah, they're good, believable. Uh, the, yeah but I, I mean, the, the the hands and everything didn't line up all the time. Miles Teller can play drums, by the way. Yes, he's he's, he's not 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 good. I've seen clips of him play drums. He's not good enough to play these drums. No, so yeah,
0: I've, I have a I have a Did you know, here Joel, you go on. Did you know, having taught himself to play the drums at the age of fifteen, mm. Teller performs much of the drumming scene in the film. Yeah. Um, but supporting actor and jazz drummer Nate Lang. Who plays teller's rival car in the film mm-hmm. trained teller on the specifics of jazz drumming this included changing his grip from matched to traditional whatever yes. that means <laughs> stick um, sideways
1: or stick forward
0: <laughs> and for yeah certain scenes professional drummer kyle crane served as teller's drum double but yeah the fact he did most of this himself pretty impressive i feel
1: yeah I I mean it is well fit in as well because most most of the drumming was like yeah it was fine uh, like there's there's little things like exactly how in double time exactly how the hand moves was wrong and then sometimes it would be close up of a hand and it would be correct um, because there'd be Miles Teller trying to play double time with his wrist which is impossible. Uh, uh, when you need to play it with your fingers and little things like that that caught my eye and stuff. But it didn't upset me. I'm I'm not the sort of person who gets upset by those sort of things. I did notice it throughout the film. But I think other people would get more upset than I did. But for the most part, it was pretty pretty spot on. Which
0: brings me back to my previous point. Is this the best film I've ever seen?
1: Well, maybe we should do Scores on the Doors then.
0: I think we should do Scores on the Doors then. Oh.
1: And it's your turn to go first, I believe.
0: I wrote down a number the moment the credits rolled.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Because I was so passionate about it. Okay. And I just... This film had everything.
1: I mean, if this... If this is a big event for you, do you want me to go first? And then you go second. Because I, I can do mine with cold, light of day, easy, I'm happy saying this.
0: Yeah, go for it. 9.5. I was going to say 9 out of 10. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This is Best amazing. Film we've watched.
1: Best film we've watched on the podcast.
0: Absolutely. Ab- by a country mile.
1: Like, it makes me wonder knock everything down by a point
0: <laughs> it is real it had everything i laughed i c- cried do you know what i mean i just oh everything i was transfixed for an hour and 40 minutes yeah absolutely obsessed and this is a film i am gonna watch again i'm gonna tell people to watch Good God, it was amazing. Mm. Uh, Joel, this was nominated for five Academy Awards.
1: Best Actor, surely. I've not even seen, but Best Actor, J.K. Simmons.
0: Best Picture, which it was nominated for. Best Supporting Actor, J.K. Simmons, which he won.
1: Oh, I'd say it's the star. (laughs) I would have just Um, given him Best Actor.
0: Best Adapted Screenplay, which it was nominated for. Best film editing, which it won. And best sound mixing, which it won. Mm. Next week, Joel, we're going to be watching American Psycho.
1: Oh. Oh.
0: I what mean, is- I absolutely smashed the ending last week, so uh, no yeah. pressure, mate.
1: God, what a journey of an episode as well. Oh, Two, three, four. Yeah. <laughs> Drum you solo. Came, you came in with the drums. You <laughs> came in with the drums. Did was you just I... have a breakdown?
0: Well, I think I might have had a little, a little breakdown. This film's changed, mate. <laughs> oh but what? But Joel, was I rushing or was I dragging?
1: I mean you have to be near the time To be rushing or dragging (laughs) (laughs) Bye Bye
0: Thank you very much for listening to this episode Of the 1001 Movies We Have Not Seen Podcast You can subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice Or follow us on Insta At 1001 Movies Not Seen Pod We have new episodes every Thursday Thank you very much for listening We'll see you next week Hello, this is Sam and Joel from the end of the episode.
1: Please don't watch this film. Uh, (laughs) 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 Right, okay, here we go.